1: This week on the show, our pop culture references, we review the games Monument Valley 1 and Monument Valley 2, and fortune cookies. It's July 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Linnea. Hi. And Brian. Hello. Let's get this week started off with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. My pop... Were you going to say something? I was going to say okay. Okay. My
2: pop culture thing for this week is that me and Evan and Mom went to Minnesota's biggest candy store. And it was fun. It was like really
1: trippy in there. It felt like you were walking into a dream. It's just a really big store filled with all different types of candies from like a bunch of different countries and just local and country.
2: But they also had just completely random stuff like like sausage and bacon and they had some sauce,
1: salsa and sloppy joe mix. <laughs> they had like this whole room of sodas just dedicated to sodas and there was an entire wall of root beer. Also, every room had its own theme when you looked up The ceiling was just covered in, like, paint to look like the ocean or space or superheroes and villains. And they had a bunch of actual, like, characters there. It was creepy. Like, in the superhero room, they would have Iron Man. Or in the underwater room, they would have Little Mermaid.
0: So you're leaving out the most important information as far as I'm concerned. What's the name of this place and where is it?
1: We already said the name of it. It's called Minnesota's
2: Biggest Candy Store.
0: Oh, that I just okay. See, I <laughs> thought you were just saying that as it that's what it was, but that's the actual no, name think of the place.
2: That's the actual name. That's oh, the name.
0: And where is it located? Minnesota. No, but where? What city? What town? How you know, if people want to find it, <laughs> I'm not where sure is it?
2: if they can, if they want to Let find it, they can it look it up. Tr- tr- I'll look it up right now. Oh, it's Minnesota's largest candy store.
0: Isn't that what you said?
2: I said biggest. Oh. It's located near Shakopee in Jordan, Minnesota. (laughs) Shakopee. Shakopee.
0: Shakopee, yes. You are from Minnesota. You should learn how to say that. (laughs) You'll get teased here if you don't. Shakopee. (laughs) Yeah, I'm from Shakopee. (laughs) My news, just a little blurb. This actually dates back to June of this year, but Apple TV has decided to make a second season of Schmigadoon.
2: Yay! Yay.
0: There is no details on when it will actually air... It'll have the two main cast members and some of the others. But I don't think that the mayor is
2: back. Why isn't the mayor back? Well, I think
0: what they're going to do is they're going to go to a different time frame. You know, the the first Uh, season was an older time frame.
2: So now the mayor's dead? So
0: it's going to be more, well, I don't know. You know, maybe they move to a different town and they're doing you know musicals from a later, you know, like a few decades later. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's not too much information on it, but... But I'm looking forward to it. I, I enjoyed the first season. It was fun. It was pretty silly. And hopefully the second season will be more of the same.
1: hmm Yeah. My pop culture reference for this week is something that I just found out earlier this week. There are Steven Universe trading cards.
0: Yeah, I guess I remember you talking about that. Where do you get them?
1: You get them off, like, this website of these people who actually, like, produce trading cards. They're just different images of the show. In a card, they all have like different names of stuff that was going on in that image.
0: You mean you download a picture from a website and print it yourself or you actually purchase them?
1: You actually purchase them. They come out printed. And also, there are a few special like drawing cards or I think they're called artist cards that people who produce the show have actually drawn on or signed cards where like you could get signatures from all the main cast members. It's very interesting.
2: What's the point of the trading cards? Because you said that people can't battle with them, like
1: Pokemon cards. No, they're just there.
0: I mean, they're trading cards. That's what they're for. You look at them. That's all they do? You enjoy them. I used to... Okay, so when I was in second grade, I collected Star Wars cards. And you didn't didn't battle things. It was just... You you tried to collect them all. It was kind of like Pokemon in a way, because you had to have them all. And then they would come out with different series. So once you had all the blue series, then you had the red series, and then there was the yellow and orange series. And
1: mm-hmm. I mean, they're called trading cards for a reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. so you buy a pack, and there'd be all the common ones. And then there'd be some cards that were pretty rare, and you'd have to buy more packs to try to get those, and then you'd go through and trade. Yeah. Oh, and then on the backs, there'd be pictures. So you could assemble 16 or 20 of them or so to make one big picture on the back. That was pretty cool. Anyway, that's my walk down memory lane from 1978. (laughs) We ready to move on?
1: I think we are.
0: Okay, let's move on to our discussion this week of the indie computer games Monument Valley and Monument Valley 2. Monument Valley and Monument Valley 2 are puzzle games developed and published by Us2Games.
1: In the first game, the player leads Princess Ida through isometric 3D mazes and obstacle illusions of impossible objects. Think of an MC Escher drawing come to life. Movement is simple, point and click. However, you can also manipulate objects in the world, such as gears and platforms, which alter the game world. The original game was released for
2: iOS in April 2014 and was later ported to Android and Windows Phone. It won a 2014 Apple Design Award and was named Apple's Best iPad Game of 2014.
1: The sequel, Monument Valley 2, was released for both iOS and the Android in 2017. In this game, we lead Ro and her daughter through 14 chapters of mazes.
2: Both games were released on Microsoft Windows in July 2022, and those are the versions we are reviewing today. Okay,
0: so, how should we start this discussion? Where do you want to begin? I suppose, with the first game, Monument Valley.
2: Yeah, sure. How was your experience, like, the first time you ever played the first game? Can you remember?
0: Yeah, I can remember, you know, I I had my iPhone, and and Apple was giving it away for free because it had won that award that we mentioned. It was, you know, best design of the year. So there was about a week where they were giving it away for free, and I happened to download it. I'd never heard of it. And, yeah, it it was a lot of fun. It captured my imagination. It was... It was fun to play and think about. It was kind of doing these 3D brain teaser puzzles. So, yeah, about a few months ago, when I saw that that they were porting it to Windows and they were calling it the panoramic version, I thought, ooh, that'd be fun. We should should get that and try it and review it. Do you two remember it? Because we used to play it when you were a lot younger.
2: Yeah, I link my first memory to that game of when I first started listening to Hamilton. Because I remember just sitting in the living room, tapping on the screen like, wow, this is cool. And then mom was in the background just explaining the plot of Hamilton to me.
0: (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) How about you, Evan? Do you remember this game?
1: I remember playing it for hours when I was little, but I don't remember the first time I ever played it. I just remember playing it over and over again because I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen.
0: And I think we played it on the iPad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that iPad.
0: All right, so, yeah, so that's our first impressions of it. So playing this new game, the first one, Monument Valley, after all these years and playing it again, it felt really short to me. In my head, I remembered it being so much longer than it was. Did you two have that same feeling?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because, I don't know, I
1: played it when I was young, so I was kind of dumb, so maybe it took me longer to solve the puzzles. (laughs) When I played it when I was young, it felt, like, very fast to me. Maybe that's because all my memories of it, I had played it over, like, 30 times, and I was just, like, speed running it. But it always seemed quick for me. (laughs) Actually, now when I played it for the first time in, like, a year or two, I I timed myself, and I finished it in 53 minutes and 39 seconds. Nice. The first one? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually timed myself, too, and it, it took me... Uh, roughly seventy-five minutes. So it's, that's a hour and a quarter.
2: I think I've played the first game so many times that I have all the puzzles memorized. So it doesn't take me that long. I just have to maneuver around.
0: Yeah, I was I was really enjoying it. So so for those listening who haven't played it, you know our our opening description is pretty apt. Think of an M.C. Escher painting. So you so you have an isometric view of cubes or you know, walkways uh... buildings and it's a true isometric view there's no perspective because if there was perspective the game wouldn't work you're looking at these cubes that fit together perfectly no matter what angle you're looking at and sometimes you move an object and even though in your head you know that it's not next to the ones that's behind it because it's an isometric view you can walk across something that wouldn't exist in the real world so that's why they're uh... that's why they're called impossible objects And so that's part of the puzzle is to manipulate these objects and blocks and things so that you can get Ida to go to a door or turn on a light or things like that.
1: I really like this game's use of gears and, like, different things that buttons can do. Like, all those different things that would require both you and Ida to do and, like, they change the world. I like that you can walk on walls. (laughs) Yeah, you just, like, walk up a quarter of a circle and then you're up.
0: So sometimes you can move your character Ida uh you can rotate her ninety degrees and so instead of walking on what looks flat to you, you're now flat you you're still flat if you're looking at it at from that perspective, but from you sitting at the computer screen, she now looks like she's walking on the wall or and then some of the some of the the walkways are actually curved, so you're walking around curved space uh so that's a lot of fun sometimes the puzzles. You actually have to remember where she is because you, you move the puzzle so that you can't even see her, mm-hmm. and then you have to click somewhere to get her to, to come out. Uh, so those, those are kind of fun puzzles too. So there's a bit of story in it. What do you two think of the story?
1: The story for like how little like hints we get at it, I feel like it is so big, it's so complex, and it doesn't make any sense unless you like really pay attention to like everything in it you have to look at all the little paintings on the walls you have to understand all the things that you see in the background or it's just very a lot of things
0: i'm not sure if either of you have played mist yet i've always wanted you to try that but this game reminds me of mist in that respect in that there's there's hints at this larger universe behind it but we only get little snippets of it mm-hmm. In this universe of this game, we have these ghosts or these ethereal beings talking about sacred geometry. In my headcanon, she's sort of the last surviving member of this uh, people, magical people who somehow could distort geometry and make these funny shapes. What do you guys think of that?
1: I I agree with you. I feel like... (laughs) They they refer to it as, like, the Valley of Men, or the ghost in the first game. Like, refers to it as, oh, this place was once the Valley of Men. So I feel like there's, like, the sacred geometry that allowed people to build these crazy contraptions and things, but people got greedy or something and tried to take the throne away from the princesses, or I don't know.
2: Yeah, so, like, the way I kind of interpreted this story is that there's all these crows that are just kind of sitting around in the game. And so, and at the end of the game... Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: You're not going to give away any spoilers, I hope, are you?
2: Okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those who haven't played it, yeah. I don't know if you want to give it away because it is an interesting ending.
1: Yeah. I. That's what I think of the... Cr- like, I feel like the crows are like the last people of the civilization who are just trying to, like... They became crows while trying to take this geometry and use it for themselves. Mm-hmm. They are crows. I think it might be supposed to mean that
2: their greed turned them into crows and no, though it has to be Mom said that the game was all about like apologizing and saying sorry and Ida's like returning all of the sacred geometry.
0: Alright, so what did you think of the sounds and the colors of the first game?
1: It, it's very pretty. I the music in the first game is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it fits in with everything you see. It seems like magic and mystical, but also like an, an illusion. Like every time you click something or g- walk somewhere, there's like a new sound that appears. There's a sound effect for literally everything that you do in the game.
0: Yeah, I find the sounds very subtle and soothing. Mm-hmm. They're, it's not overpowering. It's, it's just in the background. When I was playing it, it, it made me think of wind chimes. Like there's wind chimes somewhere... Mm-hmm tinkling and and we're hearing them and and it, yeah it's just very peaceful and relaxing and the colors I, th- I think the colors are they're they're very pastel I think is that yeah think about it that way and then every once in a while you get these bright vivid colors which then suddenly make it stand out yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away mm-hmm. anything there there's one point where Ida gets something and it's a real bright color that you haven't seen, and it just suddenly pops out, and you're like, whoa.
2: I think each level also has its own unique color scheme. Like, not every level
1: looks exactly the same. They're all very different. Now, something that I found interesting about this is that each level seems like it has multiple different, like, stages inside of it. Mm-hmm. It's like there's levels inside the levels.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, um, I think one of my favorites is is there's a big box.
1: That's it, my favorite
2: level yeah, of the game. It,
0: so it looks like a box and then you can you can open the top to reveal an inside that looks one way, but then you close it and open it the other way and it's a totally different inside and and yeah, it it's as if there's multiple dimensions in this box. So it's a lot of fun.
1: And to get to all the different stages, you have to go through these like doors that are just open always. Yeah, there's all these magical doors in
2: this game, and you can go in through one door and suddenly come out of another door. And sometimes the doors just randomly open and appear out of nowhere. Crazy doors.
0: So, knowing that this was a game for the iPhone and iPad, which we all played, and it was very, it was vertically oriented. And now on this new version, which is called the panoramic version for PC, we get this wider perspective. Did you think it worked for the first game? It
1: did. I liked it. I I like how they changed it up a bit. You could see more of the background, which always is very pretty. In the first game, you did not get to see much of it. Well, unless you were on an iPad, then you get to then you got to see more of the background. <laughs> but now you get to like see the entire like pretty background of all this stuff.
2: I think I do like playing it on a touch screen better than a computer, just because you feel like you have more power, being able to swipe and
1: click with your finger. Yeah, it feels like you're actually controlling the world instead of a mouse.
0: That's a good point. I, I totally agree with that. There were some times when I was trying to click and drag on some of the levers, and it, it felt not quite as fluid as it would if I was using my finger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From my perspective, I mean, I like the panoramic version. I th- we haven't gotten to it yet. I think it worked better for me in the second game. The first game, it seemed like there's just some stuff they added on the edge to make it wider, but it didn't, it didn't seem that much different. Yeah. Although at the same time, I can't remember now if this was the first game or the second game, but at one point I was playing and, and you get so focused on what you're doing that, or at least I did, I get so focused on what I'm doing that I wasn't Really looking at the edge. And suddenly I looked over at the other edge of the screen and there was a fish swimming by. It's <laughs> like, whoa. Oh, that's cool. And then I just sat there and watched the fish swimming in the background. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, oh, that, that's cool. I think I know which level you're talking about. Yeah, I think I,
1: I saw that too.
0: So the first game, uh, no, no, again, this is the panoramic PC version. There's, there's 10 levels. And then once you finish those 10 levels, there's a few little extra mini games. Did either of you two play those?
2: I played them a few times when I was, like, nine.
0: So you played them on the iPhone or iPad. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: don't really remember them.
0: Yeah, they were here, and, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play them yet on the computer, so I... How about you, Evan?
1: I remember getting really mad at one of them called Ida's Dream because it was just very hard. Yeah, I didn't like them that much because they were just so hard compared to the actual level gets like progressively hard so then like all the additional levels are just like oh my god
0: Hmm. i don't remember that i'll have to try that so the first 10 chapters of the base game would you describe them as hard
2: i wouldn't say that it's super hard like some puzzles at most would take you like 10 minutes to figure out if you didn't know yeah I've never really been stuck on a puzzle in any of these games for over 10 minutes.
0: So, would you call it maybe just more of a mind teaser? Yeah. Okay.
2: Like, you have to figure stuff out, but it's not really that difficult to figure it out most of the time.
0: Yeah. So, if you're worried about some super challenging puzzle, this is not it. To me, this is almost just relaxing. It's like zen puzzles.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the cube friend in the game?
0: Oh, totem friend? Totem
1: friend. Totem friend. Totem friend.
0: I love Totem Friend
1: Totem Friend is the best part of the game Favorite character
0: I remember you two really loved Totem Friend w- When you were, when yeah, you were a we lot younger We like, would
2: almost cry every time but, That reminds Spoiler
1: <laughs> Totem <laughs> Friend is the greatest character in the game If anything were to happen to Totem Friend I would be very sad We should get a Totem Friend plushie Those should be a thing <laughs> They probably are
0: So should we move on to the second game Monument Valley 2
1: Sure, sure.
0: So this was the first time that I had played this game. I think it was the same for you two, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I bought it, downloaded it, and tried it out. This game, uh, Ida's not there. We have Ro and Ro's daughter, who doesn't get a name. It's just Ro and her daughter, I believe.
1: In the add-on for that game, they just call her the adventurer.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so... I guess I already hinted that I thought the second version did a little better for me. The widescreen, it, I felt like there was more, there were more things on the edge that, that made it applicable to being a panoramic version. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: At the same time, though, I found the color schemes in the background for this game really hard on the computer because if you moved your mouse off of kind of the center area, it would just get lost immediately.
2: Yeah, me and Evan were playing the first B levels together, and it was such a big problem for us that we'd go in and we we're like, "Where the heck is our mouse?"
0: Okay, yeah, I'm glad you two felt that too, because because I didn't notice that at all in the first game, but then just the second game, it's just almost every level, I was saying to myself, what, "What's going on?" And I'd be <laughs> I'd be dragging the mouse all over, and then I'd finally see a flicker somewhere, and like, "Okay, there it is," and I'd try to get it back to the center. And I was looking through the controls to try to see if there was some kind of way to make your mouse pointer or clicker a different color and it, I didn't couldn't find anything. So to me, that's one of the big drawbacks of the second game. So this game, we had 14 puzzles. Is that right, Evan? Yep. I think you looked it up.
1: I did. We had 14
0: puzzles. Uh, there's some different... You, like you follow one person and then you follow another person. So there's kind of a multi-puzzle thing going on at once. I like the interface for the first game better. There's a cube that you can spin around, and it shows numbers on it, 1 through 10. In the second game, I mean, there's there's sort of a... It's not really a cube. It's almost like a wheel in the center, and it's going up and down. And it, it does a lot more things, like it does some spinny stuff, and it goes from black and white to color. But I found it much harder to navigate. What about you two? Mm,
2: I think for me it was because there weren't numbers. I was like, what? Oh, I was done five before, is this one six?
1: That's the main reason that we knew that Monument Valley 1 was ten levels, but we didn't know how many this one had. Like,
2: there were no fancy Roman numerals
1: like in the first one. There were just images of it, of the level.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, to me that was a big drawback. I, I didn't like that interface. Uh, but going beyond that now, into the puzzles, what did you two think of the puzzles in the second game?
2: I noticed that the first two chapters were almost identical to the first two chapters in the original game, but I think that's just to help people who are new get a feel for the controls. Other than that, I they added a few new things to this game that weren't in the last game. Like, there's little trees that you can grow, and they have these cube leaves. Or like, there's also this, like, there's leaves that you can go through up, and it'll be the cubes will be one thing, and then when you pull them back down, they're a different
1: thing. It's hard to explain. <laughs> aren't there like new like gear mechanisms too? I remember seeing some,
0: yeah, there are some maybe maybe we'll call them sticky blocks, like you could rotate it and then it would stick to a different oh, yeah. gear, so that was kind of fun yeah i I think overall I enjoyed I enjoyed the new puzzle challenges. I feel like they really upped their game and made some new and interesting ways to interact with this isometric world. So like like you were saying when the 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 bushy plants and the it just it, every level did feel very unique to me. There was one level where you keep going in and in and in and in. Uh that was pretty fun. You know, like, kind of like a world within a world within a world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I think that level was my favorite of this game. Oh, okay. It reminds me of the box that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I thought that their use of color in this was was very good. You know, there were some some levels that were just black and white and they almost felt ominous. Mhm. And then in some of the puzzles in this game, uh for the first time they switched the perspective to rather than isometric, you're you're looking at it straight on. And that makes some more interesting challenges. So that was a unique puzzle challenge. How about the music in this game? What did you think of the music for the second game?
1: I I really felt like it was similar to the first game, where you could like move around and different music played. Mm -hmm. The most fun experience I had with the music was when you you step on the cube friend, the totem friend's eyes on (laughs) accident, and then there's like a little (laughs) that place.
0: Yeah, every time you do that, it it blinks.
2: Mm-hmm. I was playing with Evan, and then it was his turn to play the level, and he just kept stepping on the totem's eye over and over. And he wouldn't solve the puzzle. <laughs> it was funny.
0: So I noticed that the music in the second game, it it felt more movie-like to me. I right, that's
2: it, what I noticed, too. Yeah,
0: I want to say the first game was very calm and relaxing and zen, and just, it was very subtle and in the background. And I felt that in the second game...
2: I think the music played a slightly bigger role. Yeah, maybe.
0: the music was much more in the foreground and you've each, each puzzle had its, had a very unique theme and feel. Like some, like the first few levels I think felt like the old game, but then there were some that were more like a almost, I felt like I was in a piano bar. It was, it was mm-hmm. almost piano and, and jazzy and, and then there were some that felt like a movie score.
1: It kind of reminds me of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. How, mm-hmm. like, specific songs you can just, like, know. But in the first game, that's not really how it is. I, If you asked me to sing one song from the first game, I would I would not be able to.
2: Yeah, so I have both of the playlists downloaded on Spotify. And I noticed with the first one that it just sounds more like ambience. And then with the second one, there's more melodies to it.
0: That's a good point out Yeah, I, I like that. I agree with that totally, yeah. So, now, did this game have some extra levels, too? I, again, I only played the main game. I I feel like there were a few things at the end, but I didn't yeah, I look at them. Yeah, I
1: think there were extra levels, but um, I didn't play. <laughs> I actually played one of the extra levels. I think it might have been the only one. It was for, like, it was a level for preserving forests. That's the one where they call the younger girl the explorer or adventurer. Mm-hmm. That one's fun. It's, like... It talks to you about, like, oh, the sacred forest is so crazy, but, oh, it needs protection. And you do puzzles, and it's, the backgrounds are cool for that.
0: So now, did you time yourself for the second game?
1: Um, No, not for the second game, because I did half of it with Linnea and then the other half with Alone.
0: So for me, it took slightly less than two hours to play the second game. But you know, I wasn't trying to speed rush or anything. I was just taking my time and enjoying the the music and the the little story so so how about the story we we have some similar things there's some ghostly beings
1: um, i'm i the entire time i was playing i was just confused like whether this was before or after the first game because it's just like what oh this
2: is happening i thought that it was after because i thought one of the ghosts looked like i
1: yeah i that's what i've been thinking like after maybe because like yeah I feel like it might have been, like, a tradition after Ida to just, like, leave your daughter in this world to fend for herself.
0: Do you think the game is about the story more, or is it more just about the puzzle and they sort of loosely put in a story?
2: I think this game maybe focuses on the story more than the first game.
1: There are definitely more ghosts in this story than the first game. You talk to the ghosts a lot more in this game. And the ghosts kind of give you little snippets of the story. I feel like all the ghosts are just different past members of this society that they're trying to grow after Ida. Like they're trying to rebuild the Valley of Men. And in this game, instead of like putting back geometry, you're making new geometry, which is very interesting.
2: I'd say that with each game, the story is left a lot up to interpretation, but like there's a very prominent theme. Like, with the first game, it was about making things right and apologizing. And with the second game, it seemed to be about growing up.
0: Right? do you two have any other things you want to mention about the game?
2: There were some puzzles in the second game that I just put way too much thought into it. I was, like, trying everything I could, but then I just realized, oh, I have to walk to the other side of this block.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that happened to me so much. I was like, oh, wait, if I, maybe if I move that there, and then then that there, and then maybe if I can do that. And then I, I like, backtracked, and then, oh, all you had to do was move one <laughs> square.
0: Yeah, there was one puzzle that I got to, and I for the life of me, I just sat there and stared at it and couldn't figure out what to do, and I was moving one of the gears and whatnot, and then, I don't know, after about five minutes, I suddenly noticed, oh, there's another gear over there that I didn't <laughs> even see, and I and I moved that. oh look there uh, I can solve that now.
1: that was also a problem that I had gears in this game for some reason seemed harder to find than the last game mm-hmm. like i I feel like th- they were kind of like more blended in
2: yeah with this game you have to kind of notice stuff and be able to solve the puzzles
0: but again i don't I don't think that they were too hard like you're not gonna be beating your head against the wall. Mm-hmm. If you don't get it within a little while, you're you're probably just simply overlooking something. It's not that it's really hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I was stuck for a good 5 minutes on the the very last chapter, but Earlier in the chapter, it was revealed that there, there was this little gear you could pull up and down, and it would pull another block up and down. But I completely forgot about it by the end of the game. So when I was trying to like, go through this door and get my character there, I was like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I'm twisting everything. and But I'd just forgotten about the other gear that I
1: could pull.
0: All right. So should we rate them separately or rate them together? How do you want to do it?
1: I feel like we should rate them separately and together. <laughs>
0: Three okay. ratings. let's do both. Since you came up with that strategy, why don't you go first?
1: Okay, I rate the first game an 8 out of 10. I rate the second game, I'm going to give it another 8 out of 10. Actually, the first game is going to be an 8.5 out of 10, then the second game is going to be an 8 out of 10. And then together, I'm going to give them a 9 out of 10. What about you, Linnea?
2: I'd say for the first one I'd give it maybe like a 10 out of 10 because I don't really see anything that's wrong with it. I just really enjoy this game and it's very pretty to look at. It's just a really good activity to do to kind of calm down and relieve stress. And then for the second one, I'd give it uh, maybe an 8 out of 10 just cause like I don't have as much like emotional connection to it as I do with the first one. and yeah there's like that problem where I couldn't find the mouse. but I also thought it was very pretty as well. So um together, I give them a nine out of ten.
0: yeah, I think I'm almost gonna go along with Olnea. I think the first game I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. It's beautiful, it's fun it's it's not overly complicated. uh if you just want something to sit and do and pass some time, sort of some simple brain teasers yeah it, it's a it's a fun game. Second game, I'm gonna give it eight out of ten um, for the same thing. Like I was saying before, I, you lose the mouse. It's I don't know, I don't know why they didn't catch that in their beta testing or whatever. But, but yeah, it it makes it really hard to do some of the games. I love the puzzles. I, the story was fun. The graphics were great. But yeah, just losing your mouse all the time that brings it down. So, yeah, and an average, I'll give them a nine out of ten. I think for, uh, they're like six bucks, seven bucks each right now. I think they're on, it's, so you can get it on Steam. And yeah, it's like six or seven bucks. I think right now it's 10% off. Of course, I don't know when you'll be listening to this. If it's in the future, <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I mean, it, the price of a movie ticket, yeah, it, it's worth it. I'd, I'd get them both. I think they're a lot of fun.
1: And if you play both of them, it might be a bit longer than a movie.
0: Alright, so there we go. That's Monument Valley. Now it's time to move on to
1: Fortune cookies. Okay, so my fortune is smiling often can make you look and make you feel younger. Mine is nothing is impossible to a
2: willing heart.
0: And mine is great ambitions make great people. And on the back is an ad for Are you? do you excel at extinguishing fires?
2: <laughs> I do! Apply a yeah. zip recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do that so many
1: times,
0: <laughs> all right,
1: <laughs> my boot has stomped out so many fires,
0: so this is our ninety fifth episode. We're fast approaching one hundred, and we wanted Whoa. to do something special, so we are going to be having a giveaway. You can get some merch,
1: <laughs> not technically merch,
0: oh okay, sorry, not merch. uh, what would you call it? um a prize a prize a prize. So, we have a set of three hardcover books from the Last Kids on Earth series by Max Brallier. Brallier? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, New York Times bestselling series. They made a, there was a Netflix, was it a Netflix show?
2: Yeah, it, it was, was a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. We watched it one time. We
0: watched it. So, anyway, yeah, these are the first three volumes Uh, a hardcover in a nice box case. I will put a picture of it up on our website. If you would like to try to enter your name to win this, you can do one of two things. Drop us an email at lunchboxreaction at gmail.com. You can also find that on our website. There's a Contact Us page. Just drop your name, say... Oh, oh yeah, and uh, tell us which episode of ours is your favorite episode. That's what we'd like you to do. Also, if you want to... Tweet us. You can find us at Lunchbox Reaction, or it's actually at Lunchbox React. It's kind of concatenated because you can only have so many letters. But yeah, give us a tweet. Tell us your favorite episode. And if you do either of those things, you will be entered in our contest to win these uh, first three hardcover books in the Last Kids on Earth series. So thank you all for listening to our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. My name is Brian.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Linnea.
0: And we will see you all next week at the lunch table.
1: Bye. See you later. (laughs) Eat the cookie.